commencing operation installation. Be not afraid. The following hacked podcast does not exist. We pretend hosts are just adults playing make-believe. There is no such thing as cyber-organic life attempting to take over. As you may be already aware, the last we left off, the host finished the 2005 continuity, which is now old enough to vote. Let's watch them bring in a new host and struggle with the 2019 continuity. And remember, your radio or phone is definitely not listening in all, all of your conversations. But Kyle, you really should change your underwear. Now, let us tune in to the show. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. New season, new continuity. That's right, we're season four. Big wow. Uh, sound effects here. Let's go. <laughs> and we are going to dive in to the events of the Transformers IDW 2019 continuity. I'm, I'm Onyx Prime, and with me are my fabulous co-hosts. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Hey guys, I'm Clickbait. And Clickbait is our latest addition and will be joining us for our journey. Are you excited, Clickbait? I'm always excited for everything. <laughs> that is the attitude, because I think this is the first time reading this continuity from all of us. So we'll have big theories, big ideas. A lot and, to say. <laughs> uh, a lot to say, yeah. So moving sometimes on big. with sometimes big ideas. Thank you. So, <laughs> so nice. Very, very in line with a lot of your characters from the D&D Anyway, moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers issues 1 through 6, the first half of the World in Your Eyes volume as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read it, then come listen to the podcast. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway once we've reach those numbers one we've never done before so sit back and click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time now onwards with the podcast unlike our previous episode these volumes are much larger than the 2005 continuity so we decided to break them into more bite size with a y size chunks <laughs> with that clickbait do you mind giving us fun facts and trivia about the comics we're about to discuss for today's episode i absolutely do not mind so, before we get into the trivia, let's get going with some fun facts. So, number of comics. In this particular volume, there are 12 comics, but we'll only be covering the first six in this episode. Issue 1 was released March 13th, 2019, and issue 6 on May 19th that same year. The writer for these, these issues is Brian Ruckley, and the artists are Angel Hernandez, Cachet Whitman, Sarah Pitre-Dursher... I cannot pronounce that name. Sarah Pitre-Dursher... Andrew Griffith. I, I met them in person, and I she, cannot how tell you how to say it. I can't. I can't. Oh, no. I it, and it wouldn't want me or not to. It's, I'm so sorry, Sarah, if you're listening, but we appreciate you. Your art is gorgeous. We do. We yes. do. I thought I thought Cybertronians had hard names, but man, 
Humans are humans are <laughs> oh, hard hitting with these names. So true. <laughs> um, so yes, Sarah Petre Duosher, Andrew Griffith, Anna Malkova, and Beth McGuire Smith, with colors by Joanna Lafuente and Josh Burcham. And now for my favorite part of anything, the trivia. So in issue one, it goes without saying that Megatron's Ascenticons and their volatile rallies are very similar to various political groups, both historical and present in today's political climate. But we hope that you can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> you know what? We let's let's keep the commentary to Cybertronian uh, political commentary for for the time. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I just said. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I had a bad cough. Ah, ah. you might want to get that checked out. There's something wrong with this red drink. I'm gonna go get a different one. Oh, Swar oh. warned me not to get that one. Yeah, it's very spicy. Yeah. It it literally has fire in the name, and you're surprised it's spicy. Well, they said it was a great drink, but I think everything's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. In anyways, continuing on with the trivia after that interruption, in issue three, the cover A by Roche and Burcham plays homage to Aragorn's dramatic entrance into the throne room of Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Which is fun, because I was I was actually watching that the other day, and then and then reading through these comics today, I noticed that it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, how, how the, how's the Earth uh, Rings of the Lords? You know what? It's it's a lot longer. Like, the humans told me that it was a long three, three films, I think they said. But my gosh, you could, like, I, I definitely aged twice that much just, just watching those oh films. They were, they were good, <laughs> but man, I don't know what it is. There's some sort of time warp technology lodged in the coding of those or something. I don't even know. <laughs> Anyways, in issue 6 for cover B for the issue seen at the top of the page, there seems to be an homage to the iconic Leap of Faith scene from 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. With great art comes even greater references. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> the shattered glass statue of Primus that Megatron and Orion haul from the wreckage is drawn to resemble his countenance in the prior IDW continuity, more specifically his mytholo- Oh my goodness, mythologized depiction of a golden warrior god, which made several appearances in the pages of More Than Meets the Eye before the twist reveal of his true form. Thank you so much, that, clickbait. You are so welcome. That is it for our <laughs> trivia. <laughs> do you mind giving us some summaries? Will do. Cybertron is a utopia and living mechanical planet that's full of opportunities for a recently forged bot named Rubble. But as Bumblebee and Windblade show Rubble what life could be, they discover something more troubling. Prowl and Chromia try to get to the bottom of a puzzling murder investigation while Rubble receives his first taste of life on the job. Orion packs concerned mount as Megatron unveiled his new counterterrorism unit while Rubble's tour of Cybertron takes an unexpected detour. Celebrations of life and death go hand-in-hand hand on a divided Cybertron, while Chromia's investigation turns up a new lead. Chromia uncovers an alarming conspiracy, a conflicted Bumblebee finds himself at a crossroads, and an over-eager Rubble's curiosity lands him in over his head. And finally, Orion Pax's meeting with Codexa takes a turn for the personal, as he remembers his own history with Megatron. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Classic killer. Classic killer. 
With that, uh, I would like to make a special shout out to our Patreons. Without you, we wouldn't be uh, probably probably doing the season four. What do you think? Yeah, no, thank you so much for all the support, and uh, we hope you continue enjoying our content. Yeah, special shout out to VR Matrix. Are you two ready to dive into the first issue? I'm ready. I'm very excited. I'm always ready. <laughs> so in this first issue has Bumblebee mentoring a new bot named Rubble and they're on their way to see Brainstorm my favorite scientist my favorite scientist from the previous continuity I hope nothing ever bad happens to him I can't wait to get to meet him in this one um, also there's these monkeys called Voins they must be very large if they look about the same height as Cybertronians what are your thoughts on the Voins overall yeah yeah, the Voins actually, uh, it took me a while to figure out that the Voin actually wasn't the monkey. It was the the little space ball that they were carrying. Because uh, I thought the Voins yeah. were the monkey for a while. And then I think it was Prowl was talking about how the monkeys enslave, you know, the organics. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, it, the Voins are the other thing. They're not, it's not the monkeys. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I like Perfect. the Voins. I like seeing organics mixed with Cybertronians. Yeah, it's and a very nice, good take. I think. Yeah, I think we'll see we'll see more of that in the next issues, and I really like seeing that in this new Cybertronian. I like the entire integration of multiple planetary cultures on Cybertron. I thought, yeah. I thought that was it's, really cool. I like that. Very pretty to see. It's so refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very refreshing because really like we're so used to seeing them with only Cybertronians or only mechanical life forms. And we see aliens of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, there's really quite cool. a few types. I liked how yeah. they t- touched on going a little bit out of order, order here. The, what was it? The Avalon, Avorn? The other life forms that, that were exterminated on their planet and so now they only exist oh, yeah. on Cybertron. On the Avon. Avons. Yeah, they, they gave they them only a sanctuary. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool, um, how they have that whole Xeno quarter in Iacon. Exactly. What happens when they arrive to Brainstorm Spot? I can't remember. What, can someone remind me? <laughs> uh, Brainstorm's dead. <laughs> yeah, Brainstorm's I got, I'll rip that band-aid <laughs> right now. He's dead. <laughs> you, you probably uh, just <laughs> wiped that from your memory bank there. That was especially since you were wanting to. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> no, he's he's, like, he's deader than dead. There's no, oh, no bringing him he's back. He's not coming but back. I'm sorry. He's not coming A moment back. of silence, please. A moment of silence for my favorite scientist. That's not fair. Anyway, Mine didn't get moments of silence. <laughs> I like that in this continuity we're trying to lose your characters compared to mine, so that's kind of also refreshing. (laughs) All right, so Prowl shows up to the scene of the crime, I guess, and I don't know about you, but he's built different. I don't know how else to describe him. Also, I'm noticing a pattern. All these characters shown so far look like they're based on the Netflix trilogy character design, which makes sense because that show is releasing yeah. and at the, the same toy time. Was at looked, the same time. They look like the cute little plastic toys that, that the humans like to buy. They do. Yeah. They do. Hey, hey, so, I also buy them. Yes. Me um, too. Well, I did say they were cute. I need a figure of myself, though. I need a figure of all the primes. <laughs> oh, me too. That would be fun. I, I know. All the other all the other bots get characters, get little plastic visages made of them, but not... The primes don't get a lot of love. You get some. I do want to say that at this point, when we meet Prowl, a little bit before we meet Windblade, and I like this design. She looks the very menacing. Fantastic. Windblade looks uh, like She's working for security. 
And she looks like she can like break me in half if she wanted to. <laughs> well, things got a little warm in here. Anyway, <laughs> are there any theories at this point? Who done it? Who did the my the injustice of the murder of my favorite boy? At this point, I thought it was one of the organic races. Not much because we haven't heard anything about Decepticons or anything like that at this yeah. point. So yeah. I was assuming it was one of the. Uh, since everything is now intermingling in Cybertron, it might have been like another race that was jealous or just didn't like the, the Cybertronians time, taking over. Kind they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So I definitely thought it was like a rogue group, um, like one of the ones that had they hadn't been named yet. But I believe in the first couple panels, they had been mentioned. It had been mentioned that there were some rogue groups causing trouble. And so that was my first assumption. The Rise, I think, right? Yeah, I don't know if yes, they called rise. it The Rise yet, uh, but I, I think they had. Yeah, they're in the background, but the let's let's move forward here. Uh, who would like to tackle the Mega Rileys? I mean, sorry, uh, Megatron being a senator representative of The Rise, a.k.a. the Centicon. Megatron is gathering, uh, you know, backers because he's mm-hmm. a senator now and he's trying to show the people of Cybertron or the bots of Cybertron that the Autobots have been keeping them cap not necessarily captive in the physical sense, but they're, you know, they're, they're telling you how much Energon you can take and uh, deciding things for you. And so Megatron is trying to fight against that. And I like that we have a lot of senators in this. Yeah. In these so issues. many senators. We You're a senator. senator. Megatron, I'm a senator. Senator Optimus or Senator Checking Orion Pags. Senator Soundwave. And I'm like, who else is going to be a senator in here? <laughs> but the thing that caught my eye in the rally was that we see Alita 1 front row and center. Oh, yeah. To that Megatron's support. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. I think who did they have? They had, they had Alita 1, Skytread. They had two others. Refractor. Barricade. Uh, Quake and uh, Refractor. No, no, no. Barricade, Barricade is yeah. with the Autobots. Yeah, he joins He's later at the out. end. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's Quake and Refractor, the ones yeah. that joined at the beginning. And Quake, and then, oh, that, that brought me to one of my things, is when they were discussing about Quake back in Iacon and in, in, in the Autobot HQ, when that bot named Freud, I have never seen him before. I didn't know who he was, but I thought it was fun because then he started talking about how his therapies didn't work on, on the bot, on Quake. And it was, a, mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. it was, I felt like it was a reference to that, that human um, psychologist, Sigmund Freud. Yes. So yeah, I, thought, exactly I that. thought that was a um, lot of fun. He was a therapist in the 2005 continuity as well. He appeared in the More Than Meets the Eye comics and he knew wrong. Ah. They were both medical professionals therapists. I haven't gone all the way through the 2005 continuity yet. I'm working on it. Well, we highly recommend you. I, I, you have to to come and join us on the podcast. (laughs) But I I was so happy that Freud was back. I'm I'm happy that they they brought back uh, one of their, I want to say original characters for that Mm -hmm. continuity. And it's making, you know, being here in the the beginning of it all. I thought it was a fun nod. It was a fun nod. Yes. In issue three, we learn more about Cybertron. And a titan named Leviathan that mines the surface used to make new life, new bots. That the city has both organics, non-organic life on them. And I particularly enjoyed the variety of ships and sizes, bots, and personalities. Uh, such as Geomotus, who gets nervous if he can't see his toy shapes, but is an expert detective skills. What are your thoughts on... All this lore dump that we're getting all at once, because I really enjoy. It. I like the Titan. Mm-hmm. I like the the different personalities. 
Uh, I am excited because they also they they're mentioning a Titan that's on Cybertron mining Energon and that they prefer to be in that mode. But they also mentioned that there's a Titan orbiting Cybertron for defensive measures, and they decided to orbit Cybertron on that. And so I'm excited that we get to see Titans early on. We get to see all these many different bots. And uh, I do like the the detective's alt mode, uh, the the new bot. He's he turns into a rover, mm-hmm. and I really I really like that. Yeah, he was super cute. I I liked it as well. I like that they're you know we've already seen them introduce all of the different organic life, and so I thought it was fun that they pretty much immediately diversified you know the Cybertronian life that was there. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and I liked. I think it was somewhere close to this one of the panels. I loved the dialogue. I thought the dialogue was super well written. It was had a lot of depth. It had a lot of fun stuff that kind of made you go, hmm. And so one of my favorite panels was when Bumblebee was talking to Rubble, and he told him, um, we are made of Cybertron, and as it changes, so can we. Change isn't just in our nature, it's what we're made of. And I thought that was yeah. really cool, and it was fun to then demonstrate that there were some Cybertronians that had done that and then figured that they wanted to be part of something that wasn't the typical and wasn't normal and that that was okay that you had the autonomy to choose that and i thought that was really fun yeah the ability of choice is really nice to see as that is a option here on cybertron yes i like that they were very very heavily enforcing the idea that everything was a choice and that the ascenticons were so mad that they were taking away that choice yes with right so uh, eventually, we also meet Cyclonus, speaking of new characters, who can see dead bots. Any theories about that? Because mine is, it's probably the bots he feels the most guilty about that he's probably killed. Well, the way they were talking to him, it sounded like they were kind of friends. Yeah, it did sound like they were friendly, or at least um, had gotten used to being around him. I think whatever mm-hmm. happened in, I believe, what do they call it? The War of Three Sparks or something? The whatever because they when optimus and megatron were forged they were rebuilding from a war and then there were multiple mentions of a war that had previously been fought throughout these first six issues and Mm -hmm. my guess is that cyclonus was alive during that and either uh those were friends who got killed or bots that he contributed to the killing of and feels remorse about because some of them he felt like um He'd just gotten used to being around them. He wasn't necessarily friends with them. They spoke a little bit more formally, less less friendly. A couple of them seemed to be friends with him, but I think one or two of the bots whom he had that one one or two panels of dialogue with, he seemed to be very short with them, as if he didn't really appreciate their input. What if this yeah. is his way of coping with the things he did for that war? So he's created oh, these bots think, that he saw. I think that'd be really and cool. And he's this is all. You know, he's just talking to himself, but he he, he just creates this uh, forms for them that talk to him and kind of what he's already thinking. Yeah, I think it's an important way of illustrating how, you know, the mind works. It it works in strange ways, and that's how some bots process. Not yeah. it I might not be a super healthy way of processing. To learn more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait. So we get a glimpse in how new forgelings come to be their sparks their sparks rise up from cybertron and they emerge from a building but what i find most interesting and the parallels in this next issue is where we see brainstorm's funeral where both instances has the revert reversionist reversionist faction mm-hmm. yeah 
which seem to be like the human religion of um, uh, what's what's the Christianity? one? Christianity. Uh, Christ- Christianity. What's his name? Uh, Christ. I think we have Christ? so many. Yeah, they, they, the humans have a lot. It's hard to keep track of, but I think that's the one. What are your thoughts on that? Because I find it very interesting. I thought it was interesting. I liked the design. I liked the design. <laughs> I liked the concept. I thought the parallels were interesting. It was, and I liked how they commented on how it was all like a social to do. Like brainstorm did not want that. He wanted to have something else done, but the Senate disagreed and did it anyways. And I thought it was interesting how mm-hmm. they disregarded brainstorms wishes in order to make a political commentary. And to show, attempt to show the public and appease that particular political faction by doing something that the bot they were doing it for didn't even want and would not appreciate. So I thought that was interesting how they. I hear they do that a lot on on Earth. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Earth is weird. There's a lot of parallels. Oh, wait, it's written by Earthlings. That's that's why. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My bad. Yeah. I do like their their staff. It looks pretty cool. Those drinks are, yeah, probably need another one. That staff, yeah, yeah that's a cool staff. Yeah. <laughs> I liked all of the art. A bunch of wind chimes on it. The art is fantastic. Let's take a moment to talk about the art. Let's, let's the art this. in these comics is is vastly different than the IDW 2005 oh, community. And I think that is good and makes it stand out and makes it different, if that makes sense. So it's not like, oh, Maybe this is going to be the same idea, same concept. No, this is like helps pushes the idea that this is something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the the begin the the art just changed sometimes between panels, but it always come back comes back to the same one, which is the one at the mm-hmm. beginning. Almost looks like an Art Deco kind of design, and I really really like it. Indeed. Any favorite characters so far? Hmm. <laughs> That's a hard one because they're all characters we've kind of known before. Mm-hmm. So and, and I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. They're here. There's nothing too new. I, I was more interested of Rubble and what the how they, mm-hmm. their journey would end and like and continue in these issues. Oh well, shall like we what, continue? What form and all Rumble? that they would get. I think Cyclonus Rubble? needs a hug. I think Cyclonus <laughs> needs a hug. A, con- a consensual well, hug. Course, you have to ask course. first. He doesn't seem yes. to be big on touch, but I, I think I think he would appreciate no. and benefit from some understanding understanding therapy. pats on the shoulder. Yeah. As long as he's a, a good a good handshake. A good solid handshake with that piercing eye contact where you just give the little <laughs> nod and you acknowledge that there's or so much going on, but yeah. we're mutually gonna decide not to talk about it. And then think about it later. Yeah. The kind of handshake where you look just a little too long into their eyes. <laughs> and then you give their, their hand optics. a little squeeze. As you let go. Yeah. Oh, my primus. Awkward amount of squeeze. Okay, now we're getting a little sidetracked. Let's, yeah, now let's we're on to the... Let's Kilo's uh, interest thoughts here on Rubble. Goes on a little side journey home and sees something quaking. That's yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all uh... week. Kilo... Um, he's probably dead now, but uh, no, don't say that. What are your thoughts? There's still hope. My little There's still guy. hope. But I, I was when Rubble found Quake and they try to communicate with Prowl, and the way it ends with uh, static, 
and the the last messages between him and, and, and kind of sending it to to Prowl and what he's thinking. I was like, I do hope that Prowl arrives on time and saves him. Yeah, well, and think about it. Bumblebee has gone to go and deal with things that he feels like need to be dealt with in order to protect Rubble, in order to help mm-hmm. choose, help usher forth a Cybertron that he wants to see and he feels like would be safe for him and the people he cares about. But in doing that, he has left Rubble unattended, which Rubble tells him he can get back mm-hmm. okay, but I'm curious to see if something happens to Rubble, how Bumblebee's going to deal with that. He's just dealt with the death of another care of Brainstorm, whom he wasn't particularly close with, but he knew, and we already see him struggling with that, and that's one of the reasons he seeks out the Ascenticons. And so I'm curious how this incident with Rubble is going to fuel or retract from his decision to maybe join the Ascenticons, because... He's he's probably gonna gonna take that to heart and feel responsible for it because he left Rubble alone. So, do you think yeah. he will? Join I knew something bad was gonna happen when he canceled. Then Rubble's like, "Yeah, I know how to get home." And I'm like, mm, "I think it something something's fishy." Because he knows Quake <laughs> is part of the Ascenticon Guard, and so I think it depends on who gets there first and how it's handled. If Prowl gets there first and it's handled by Prowl, I don't think he'll join the Ascenticons, or at least think twice about it. But I think if an Ascenticon gets there and calls Quake off, he will feel, or if it's covered up, I think he'll feel mm. like the Ascenticons are the better choice. Yeah. Interesting, so, interesting. Moving us along, I want to take a second and talk about Codex. Codexa? We have a bit of a flashback slash speedrun of... Megatron and Orion's history together, which pretty much mimics other incarnations. Uh, Megatron being a miner, Orion being an archivist. Any moments during this uh, flashback or speedrun, however you want to say, I don't know what the young kids say these days, Mm. uh, stick out to you. Either the flashbacks or something that was mentioned by Codexa. I'm curious who this XRCon is that like Chevron or something? <laughs> uh, what, I don't know. What oh are your thoughts? I loved how they went back to what they addressed earlier, how Bumblebee had told Rubble that two bots had jumped off of the moon at one point in time, and it was like an urban legend. And then we get the flashback, and it was Orion and Megatron who jumped off the moon. And like <laughs> Megatron, you could see it coming, but Orion's probably the last bot you would ever think. And they didn't even get caught. It's just this urban legend about these two bots jumping off the moon. I mean, who would do such a thing? Well, you. you All right, they should just get married. I know, I know. <laughs> I love that. And you can clearly see it because Orion Pax is like, "Are you sure we should do this?" Yeah. And Megatron's like, "Just go just with the it. flow, yeah." And then he didn't even calibrate anything right, and Orion almost dies. And then he comments, he's like frustrated. Well, he calibrated it for right. himself. But then he comments, and he's like, oh my gosh, do you ever think your ideas are crazy? And then poor, poor Megatron just gets all frustrated. And calm down, buddy. I know, I know. I do want to get one of those levitators. I know. I would love one. So if anybody's selling one, I would like to buy one. I would also like to buy one. A two-pack, please. Yeah. <laughs> you ever think Megatron was trying to show Optimus the world? Or Orion the world? Yeah. yeah, they needed a carpet. That's all they yeah. needed. Yeah, little little <laughs> magical ride. Yeah. Oh wait, they they were almost there. They're balloons. They did. Wait, balloons. Don't don't tell the Earthlings about this. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to react dramatically to balloons. Yeah, I do like Codexas because uh, oh uh, they are 
interconnected with the planet mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of cables and all that i do i found that very interesting i want to know more of them and yeah uh, what's good, what 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 those type of bots what they decided because uh you, you mentioned that they've uh that, that in, in the past they've mentioned that some bots decided to become one with cybertron yes. again and this mm-hmm. uh, could be one of the ways so that that was like oh okay i see i see so i'm kind of interested in seeing mm-hmm. Uh, where they take that concept. And we saw some other bots on the way excited. into Codexa who looked to be integrating into Cybertron as well. Yeah. Exactly. So that is it for my note. But uh, is there anything we would like to circle back to? Like, I really enjoyed the art, especially all the variety of cover arts for all the alt issue covers. Absolutely gorgeous. But I know a few of you have some notes Possibly about someone's Yes, pet I was going to get to that. The little pterodactyl. Oh my gosh, Prowl's pterodactyl. It's so cute. I want to know its name. I need one. Prowl. Prowl was the last bot I thought I would have. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. He's too busy at work to see if he knows where I can get one. I need one. <laughs> but that's another thing. I was like very like I like that they're also having like organic creatures on Cybertron as well, not just. Cybertronian. So I like I like all this world building that they've done so far with integrating these different species living together. Yeah, I, I feel like we need to address this one panel in like the first two pages mm-hmm. where Megatron has come to see Orion, and he, Orion asks what sort of mood he's in, and Ironhide tells him, "Do you remember that time that Prowl was stuck under a collapsed pylon for ten cycles?" Orion Orion goes yeah half his rescuers requested esteem reinforcement counseling afterwards and two of them still can't be around him without their joints freezing (laughs) this is such a good line so so good good. and accurate I think and then they mention and then uh, Megatron leaves later and Orion goes yeah Prowl under a pylon pretty much summed up how that was gonna go I I thought that was hilarious (laughs) I was laughing oh accurate it was was very good that was like my favorite. Yes. It was so good. Like they really put the bar up high oh, with yeah. that line. Oh, I yeah. think. <laughs> I have to really set the tone for a lot of these mm-hmm. characters. Is there any other notes before we move on to Rod Star rating? That's about That's it, for, it me. for me. Awesome. All right. Let's move to Rod Star rating. Like always, uh, for those who may be just turning in, we rate these comics out of one to five, five being the best. One or half a star being the least. I think there so far, no one has been rated a zero. I don't even think that's an option. No, or not even a one either. I think. Not even a one. Well, uh, maybe, maybe there was one. I maybe. can't remember. I but, it's been a uh, while. <laughs> that, that would be very heart of darkness of me to bring that up. <laughs> so, I think it's only fair, clickbait, that you be the first one oh, to rate no. this on the first six <laughs> no. issues. And you can do half okay. stars, but we don't do three quarters or quarters. Says who? We uh, do. Says oh. the editor. Oh, well, whoever's <laughs> editing this, I suppose, uh, I'm gonna have to take it up with you. No, I, c- I can work with I can work with half stars. <laughs> um, anyways, since it's my turn, do we have do we have like a talking rock or anything, or do we just go in order? Uh, we go in our order. You can say reasons why if you want to, or you can just say you feel this okay. way. I am going to. I was going to see what you guys did first before I made my rating because I was a little bit on the fence. Okay. 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 <laughs> this is fair, and we're going to keep this part in. That's fair. Kilo, would you like to go first? 
I can go first. Uh, it's a new continuity, so there's a lot of info and a lot of new things to take in. But so far, I've enjoyed it. I like uh, everything I've seen with the, all the organics and the story so far. I'm happy to see Cybertron in a peaceful state, and we don't start off at a war. We start off kind of enjoying living in Cybertron and kind of how things are going. Uh, so for me right now, this is a five. I've really enjoyed it. The art was gorgeous, and the story has has me intrigued that is very accurate i think uh i don't know if i would do a five i might lean towards a four four and a half but i would like to read more i'm excited for all the new content this direction the art is absolutely gorgeous there are a few things here and there story wise that i think needs a little more work or a little bit more detail uh but i think a solid Four and a half from me. Okay. Now it's now, now it's, yes, now like I can go? go. Now I've decided. <laughs> you do not have to do the same well, thing we did. Not. You can do your I, own I got thing. That. I got it. I can, I can do that. As long as a five. It's so not we're a good. five. I have I have higher standards <laughs> than that. <laughs> wow. There we okay. go. One of me. One of me. Um, anyways, so I thought it was definitely a strong start. Um, I loved the art. I loved the characters they got to introduce. I feel like they did a lot in the first six issues. I feel like they may have done too much in the first six issues and not quite taken the time needed to make sure they answered all those questions, especially since we're not entirely sure where we're starting out in the continuity, who has already had what history established, at what point you know, in Cybertron's history we are, what stage of rebuilding we're in. They kind of are a little wishy-washy with the timelines on that. But Strictly because of that one scene in the beginning where we talk about Prowl under a pylon <laughs> and esteem counseling, um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four point five because I would have given it a four and a quarter, but apparently quarter ratings are not allowed. So <laughs> too much, much work, too much which work, is fair, but work. doesn't mean I'm not gonna complain about it. Anyways, yeah, so four and a half because it was a great start, but still has room for improvement. Absolutely fantastic. I think you're both wrong. Well, I think you're biased. Anyway, <laughs> listeners. How can I be biased? I didn't work on these. What do you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment why? below. Tell so, so we can argue I, Tell us why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of us are wrong. Yeah, some, of some of us are, us are right. Some of us have um, standards. Obviously. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell, tell them they're wrong. Tell Kilo he's, they're wrong. So, exactly. Listeners. I don't have any emails directed at us in particular podcast, but I do have some fun little fun fun little news for the D and D news. As you know, this come this episode comes out after the Alita one shot, which is episode zero of Eon. And I am happy to report that Lindsay Rousseau comes back and joins us for more of that season. So if you like Alita One, hashtag Alita Army, then Eons is going to be a good time. What do you think, uh, Clickbait? You were you were part of the um, Eons. That was that was stressful. It still continues to be stressful. <laughs> really sounding it here, uh, buddy. But even when I am sobbing, it's a great time. <laughs> I love it. I love but it. But if you would like to Girl get in power. contact with us, you can send us an email <laughs> at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast gmail.com. So, 
this is the next segment of the show where we can talk about whatever we want. Uh, toys, if you have any latest toys you would like to talk about or brag about, now is the time. Recently, I got the Transformer Legacy Minerva, and it's fantastic. It's on my shelf. She's adorable. About, <laughs> about time we got a Minerva toy. It's been a while. Yeah. I got... The Transformers Legacy Breakdown. So now I can finally build my Menasaur because I have all of them now. So that was super exciting. Um, I got my little Tarn. And so now he's with Big Tarn. And they are so cute. I love them. And now I need Littler Tarn to have. Yeah. Littler Tarn. Need... The Iron Factory yes, one? Yes, the Iron Factory one. I love the Iron Factory scale. That one's actually pretty yes. good. I have that And then one. I will have three Tarns and... They will protect Tiny Tarn with their lives. What in Tarn Nation? I was going to say that, but fantastic. No. <laughs> to you. These, these human dad jokes are too much. We oh, the, they the are said a lot in this podcast. So welcome. Hello. You have any new toys you want to talk about? Uh, I got myself a Tarn as well. So he's part of the Tarn Nation nation. <laughs> Insert and... Tarn Nation joke here again for the fifth <laughs> time. <laughs> and I, I really like it. Uh, he... he he, the front looks good. The back uh, feel like it's kind of flat. Like they they yeah, repainted him from the back up, and so the front got pushed out, and like it's a little bit more detailed and kind of brought it out. And then the back just kind of feels flat. But I really it's enjoy got it. No like ca- it. Uh, caboose. Yeah, no caboose, no tailpipe. But he's a tank. I don't think he needs it then. <laughs> well. If that's it for toys, are you two ready for Transformers issues 7 through 12, the second half of The World in Your Eyes? Oh, I'm volume. always ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Fantastic. Kilo, uh, have you checked out your Twitch yet? Um, I it's... think Ratchet said that you need, need to take more medication or something. That checks out. No, uh, it was flatline. But... Flatline. Yeah, but uh, I haven't checked out the Twitch in a while. I've I've been a little bit busy, but uh, if you want to catch me live on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Prime, and I stream games playing with my co-hosts and friends of the podcast and the D&Ds, and we're all just having a blast. And if that's something you like, you feel it's interesting and you would like to participate, you're welcome to stop by and just hang out with us. We're here for a good time and a long time. Perfect. Clickbait as our newest co-host here do you mind reading the last paragraph and taking us out so if you enjoyed this episode consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing if you want to help out the show even further we have started a patreon all of the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on of course we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude such as 3d files and entry into our discord channel you'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before their public release also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time. As always, we hope you all are staying safe out there. Thanks so much for listening. Till all, Til all are, are one. one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swords Bar Podcast, and even on Tumblr. Yes, with everything going on on Twitter, we figured we should cover our bases. Speaking of which, you can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar, if that's still a thing. If you're interested in more content, try checking out our spin-off D&D series, Transform and Rollout. Season 3, titled Eons, is now available. Let's tune in to a preview now.
Uh, Grease sees these things coming and he looks at them and then he looks at the finish line and be like, can I can I make it to the finish line before <laughs> the attack? Roll oh me an intellect check. Ten. You think you can? Yeah, you definitely think you can. <laughs> <laughs> Season three is just one episode. Just yeah. One episode <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, I'd like to put my finger in it and and lick it to scare oh, this thing off. I'm, I'm removing that weird. finger bit. I'm removing that finger bit. That's weird. What? But, Sticking my finger in it? Yeah, Smolder has some weird kinks. You could you could do like dominoes, and if you hit Mantix, Mantix will hit the one in front, and then the one. Yeah, that's in how that part, works. You know, <laughs> that's exactly how that works. Exactly. Anyway, I'll Mantix step, will take it for the I'll team. Step. No, I don't want that for him. No. <laughs> well, that was certainly something. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content, such as video games containing funny comments and trendy shorts. A link will be provided below. And if you're so inclined. You can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as reading files, access to their Discord, and listen to the content before it's released to the public. More links will be provided below and transmission.